In the 15th Congressional District, John Shimkus has been re-elected for another two-year term to represent the 15th District, which encompasses a lot of Champaign County around Champaign-Urbana, more of the outlying areas as well as Vermilion County and parts to the north and all the way down to southern Illinois. The congressman joins us now. Uh, congressman, we've had a few of these conversations now over the years, haven't we, on an election night? We we have, and uh, obviously it's always good when you're on top and the voters of the district that you're representing reaffirm the work that you've done. But it's always a tough night, too, because the uncertainty and you got friends and, and compatriots who are running and um, a lot of different emotions. Have you been uh, following the 13th results and, and uh, what's your understanding? Of what's going on there? Um, not not as I mean, just as, as closely as anybody else through the uh, major networks and stuff. Uh, I haven't talked to to uh, Rodney lately, I know it's, I know it's just very close. And, and people have to remember that, uh, you know, these congressional districts as a state rep and state Senate districts have been gerrymandered by Democrats. The 13th district was drawn for a Democrat to win. Uh, Rodney exceeded expectations, won that district, held that district. Um, you know, the governor didn't fare well. You know, we've got, uh, uh, President Trump that doesn't play well in a lot of parts of that district, and it makes a district. But uh, I don't think it's over yet. Yeah, the Congressman, this is Michael Kaiser. Congratulations on on yet another win for you and staying in the U.S. House. Uh, the according to the Chicago Sun Times, CNN has called the race for Betsy Dirksen Lodrigan, but right now the Chicago Times has him with 110,000 votes uh, to 106 for Betsy Dirksen Lodrigan. So we're trying to, it's 51 to 49 percent. There's about uh, 57 precincts still to come in. So it's still a pretty tight race. Uh, but just when you're in a tight race like that, just from experience in your career and your colleagues, what's going through your mind at, at that moment? And uh, just try to, how do you stay calm? Or do, are you even calm at all? Are you pacing the floor? Well, you know, People know, especially in your listening audience, you know, my first race, I I declared victory at 3 a.m. in the morning. So uh, I've been through these, and they're very difficult, and you just got to wait for the votes to come in. And Both camps are looking at, well, who hasn't reported, and they're looking at, is that a conservative, or is that a liberal, you know, precinct, and can we gain votes there, and what's the margin? Um this is the human side of, of, of these campaigns. And I, I think people, because of the ads and the money, um, forget that these are both individuals who poured blood, sweat, and tears in these races. And, and uh, there's going to be a winner, there's going to be a loser. And, you know, hopefully some people understand that the, the human aspect of this. Well, as, as you're aware of, that the, the Democrats have taken them to the U.S. House, but the Republicans will keep the Senate, according to multiple media reports. So now Congress is split. The Republicans don't have complete control anymore. What? How does that change your approach, your approach, if at all, when, when you guys return to Washington? So I've served in the majority. I've served in the minority. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, and my committee will will go from the chairman Greg Walden to the Chairman Frank Pallone, who's a Democrat from New Jersey, you know, he helped me pass the Toxic Substances Control Act, uh, which was a, a major bill that, that um, President Obama signed. And 
you know, what he told me and, you know, I'll remind him is that, you know, we can pass a lot of messaging bills, which won't get the president's signature. But if you want to move legislation that gets the president's signature and become law, major reforms, you've got to work in a bipartisan manner. And uh, we can do that. Um, there'll be our fair share of messaging bills, and there'll be hopefully there'll be an opportunity to, to work and, and move legislation positively, which is in the best interest of our citizens. Did you call, uh, did you say messaging bills, Congressman? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's bills that are placed on the floor by each party that kind of brandishes their, addresses their basic constituency, never having hope of signing into law. And then there are other bills that if you want to get the president signed, remember how a bill becomes a law, it's got to pass the same bill, both chambers. Now, one chamber has... Republican in control. So then you are already got to moderate just to get it to the president's desk. And then you've got to have a bill that the president will sign. So it's uh, do you want policy or do you want politics? And that's kind of where in the Tosca bill, we wanted policy. And we got that signed by President Obama. So that's kind of where we'll, we'll start from when we go back really in January because until we get through the end of the session, we're going to have Republican majorities, you know, in both chambers with uh, President Trump to sign whatever bills we finish with. What will be your priorities and what do you expect out of uh, the House in the next few months before the new Congress is installed? Is this a lame duck session now? It's always a lame duck session. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, it, uh, it's always lame. It's probably a little lamer now. Um, but uh, we still got some you know, we've still got about five of our spending bills that we have to pass. Uh, we did a uh, continuing resolution. So that's really the the major order of business. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll accomplish that with, without too much delay. Uh, what do you make of the so-called blue wave that has uh, come across uh, a lot of Illinois and, and, and the nation as well, at least as it, as it goes with the House? Um, you know, well, the, yeah, I haven't looked at the—I haven't looked at—I think— Listen, historically, the president's party in power midterm of his first cycle is, is always, on average, a loss of 40 seats. So it doesn't matter which party. It could be a red wave. It could be a blue wave. Um, it's just history, and history speaks to those numbers. So I'd have to look at the final numbers to say whether it was a blue, a blue wave or whether it was just the historical numbers that happened midterm of, of a first of a president's first term congressman john shimkus re-elected for uh, uh, how many terms is this now well this will be i'll start my 12th start your 12th and and are you the you're one of the most senior members now um even though you'll now be in the house minority will that still afford you uh, uh some extra influence well, I think it's just like any position is your senior reporters who have been there for 20 or 30 years. I mean, do you respect them? Do you go to them for advice and counsel? And my guess is, is yes. So um, do I get any more power? Is my vote weighed any heavier than anyone else? The answer is no. Well, certainly not. But uh, certainly your um, perhaps your influence or how people might defer to you does, right? Well... Yeah, I'm not 
Listen, I'm, I'm blessed to serve. We've got a great district. It's very conservative. They appreciate the work that I do, and I appreciate the opportunity to serve them. And, uh, again, I've been in the majority. I've been in the minority. Uh, looks like I'm back in the minority. So uh, we just have to make, make the best of it. Congressman, we appreciate your time. I know the hour is getting a little late, and uh, all the best to you. We'll be talking to you again soon. Great. Thank you very much. Congressman John Shimkus with us here on DWS as we continue our midterm election coverage.